0: It's episode four and we still ain't got no intro music, but we're about to do something that's never been done before. And if I'm gonna be real with you, some of y'all ain't gonna be ready for this episode. Some of y'all just ain't gonna be ready, but it's going down anyways. What's up everybody, my name is Deshaun Stevens. DJ LaLama is out of studio this week. He's on his podcasting bi-week, which means I got the microphone to myself. And welcome to Take It or Leave It, the show where we deliver you sports football news for all 27 different schools let's have a conversation about the top 10 power rankings. You know what I'm talking about? That list that drops every Tuesday around noon that gives fans a summary of who the best teams in the nation are? That top 10. And what a lot of people don't know about that top 10 is that it's partially determined by members of the media submitting votes on who they think belongs on the list. And fun fact, I actually get a vote. So to a degree, to an extent, I have a say on who belongs on the top 10. So here's what I'ma do. For the first time ever, I'm going to give you sports football fans a behind the scenes look into the mind of a top 10 voter. How am I going to do that, you might ask? I'm going to literally share with you my top 10 votes from this week. I'm going to give you votes 1 through 10, and I'm going to tell you why I voted for every single program on this list. But before I begin, it must be acknowledged that these are my votes and my votes only and do not reflect anyone else on the top 10 voting committee. It also does not reflect the overall opinion of the Top 10 Voting Committee. For a matter of fact, this list that I'm about to share to you might not even resemble the list that drops on Tuesday. So I have to specify before I begin, these are my votes that I submitted to the Top 10 and my votes only. With that being said, let's get straight into it. So I'm going to start things off with the number one team on my list because the reality is my top four is very similar to what you've all been seeing over the last couple of weeks. So in at number one, I have the defending national champion Western Mustangs, and it's easy to see why they have the top rushing attack in the nation. Keon Edwards is first in the nation in rushing yards with 373 rushing yards. Edward Winati is fourth in the nation in rushing yards with 301 rushing yards. Individually, Keon Edwards and Edward Winati have more rushing yards than 12 other U-sports football teams. Keon Edwards himself has more rushing yards than 16 other U-sports football teams. Say what you want about Evan Hillock, but the reality is this young brother is leading the nation in touchdown passes right now and this defense has not missed a beat because they're only allowing 13.7 points per game that is a top five defense in the nation and for me all evidence points towards the western mustangs currently being the number one team in the nation so in at number two you know the vibes i gotta have the saskatchewan huskies and listen mason nias this brother is coming for the heck this man is coming for the heck in two games 770 passing yards, seven touchdowns, and most importantly, zero interceptions, zero turnovers. All right, this offense is averaging 506 yards per game. That's number one in the nation. This defense is only allowing 7.5 points per game. That's number one in the nation. And in total, the Saskatchewan Huskies are averaging 36.5 points per game. That's number two in the nation. The Saskatchewan Huskies are looking to run through the Canada West Conference and return to the Vanier Cup. They got some unfinished business and there's no doubt about it right now. They started off the season on on the right track to accomplishing that. Okay, so right now, Saskatchewan is number two in the nation for me. In at number three, I got to rock with the Montreal Caravan. And listen, despite this team being so talented, right now, there aren't any mind-boggling stats that I could use to support why this team is ranked so high, except for one, except for one stat. And that is that their 2-0 record has come against the two teams that could have been a threat to their reign over the RCQ this year. In week one, they got their win over the Concordia Stingers, a team that many saw as an up-and-coming team to challenge for the Dunsmore Cup in 2022, including myself. And this past weekend, they got their win over Laval. It was a tight one, all right? They won on a field goal, but nonetheless, they got their win over Laval. So this is a team that's shown me over the last couple of weeks that realistically, they could beat anyone in this conference. If you can beat Laval, if you can beat Concordia, then Sherbrooke and McGill won't really be a problem. So this is a team that has a reign over the RSEQ. And then realistically, they're looking further to get back to that national semifinal spotlight. They have that unfinished business from last season when they lost with 10 seconds left in the UTEC Bowl. Uh, so for me, Montreal Caravan are the number three team in the nation. I expect to see Jonathan Senecal put up better numbers in upcoming weeks. He's, he's had a pretty good start to the season so far. And I expect to see that defense really, really hone in and show why they're a veteran core and a top defense in the nation. So I got Montreal in at number three. Coming in at number four, I have the Laval Rougeor, who just came off a loss to the Montreal Caravan, like we spoke about. Um, The reality is, if this team had won against Montreal on the weekend, I'd probably have them slotted in at number three. But nonetheless, they are still a solid program, as always. right? Like, Laval is literally the standard, one of the standards of consistency in this country. Um, But they have the number two passing attack in the country. right? They have 789 total passing yards and seven touchdowns. And then their defense has only allowed 14.7 points per game this season, which is the best in the RCQ and the sixth best in the country. I think this is a team that's right there with, with Montreal. And I think it's going to come down to a matter of possessions when these two teams link up this season. Right. Um, but for me, I think Laval will always have a home in the top five. But for them to go any higher than three or. And or surpass Montreal, they're going to have to beat Montreal head-to-head. You're not going to be able to do it beating teams like Concordia, Sherbrooke, and McGill. you got to beat the top guys in, in that conference, and that's Montreal. So for me, I have Laval plugged in at four. At number five is where things get different for me. The picture for me becomes different at number five. Okay, here we go. At number five, I got Saint FX, and I can already hear it. Deshaun, teams from the AUS don't belong in the top ten. Deshaun, teams from the AUS can't compete with other teams across U Sports. Listen, I'm gonna be real with you. I don't rock with negative biases. All right, I go by facts, stats, and the real overall picture only. Here's some facts for you. Fact, SaneFX has the number one passing attack in their conference. Fact, SaneFX has the number two rushing attack in their conference. Fact. St. FX has the number one rushing defense in their conference. Fact, St. FX has the number four rushing defense in the country. This is a team that shows up every single Saturday and displays enough excellence to gain decisive victories over their opponents. What more do you want St. FX to do to put them in the top 10? What more do you, the fans, want to see from St. FX to feel that they are top 10 worthy? Answer that for me. Seriously. Seriously so if, if i'm looking at the overall picture of the St. effects x-men to be honest with you this is actually the only team in all of U sports that hasn't lost a regular season football game since 2019. that's another fact so um <laughs> FX is in my top five all right they're at number five okay um and and i think they deserve to be there and you know what when it comes to this whole like oh they can't compete with other conferences listen let them be the ones to to disappoint us or disappoint me as a voter Okay, let them be the ones to do that. Let that be in their hands when that comes, when that time comes uh, in the national semifinal. Okay, so uh, I got St. effects at number five. Okay, so in at number six, I played it safe and I went with the Queens Gales. Okay, they're coming off a tough loss to Western this past weekend. But then again, listen, if you're ever facing Western when they wear those blackout jerseys, you don't stand a damn chance. All right, Um, but nonetheless, I think this is a team that can be that second best team in the OUA. All right, I think the OUA is wide open when it comes to the number two spot all the way down to the number 10 spot. I think number one and number 11 are predetermined already. And, you know, just as a hint, number 11 won't be McMaster. I promise you that. Um, But I think Queens can be that number two spot. I love what I see from Jaden Blackman. I think he's going to be a solid running back for this program for the next four years. I love what I see from their defense. I'm always going to say Ashton miller melanson I think, will be an All-Canadian this year. And I think James Keenan has taken a step up this year. I love what I'm seeing from him. Uh, still more improvement to go, but I think, you know, going to East-West this past season and even the experiences of last season have definitely helped him grow. So I got Queens at number at number six. I think it's a safe bet. I think it's a safe vote. I can see them holding down that number two spot in the OUA for a while or at least challenging for it along with other programs such as Carleton, Ottawa, maybe even Windsor, U of T or Laurier. We'll see. So number six, I got Queens. At number seven, I'm going to make this one quick. I stuck with Regina. So I left Regina at number seven. They've had a great start to the season. Uh, They upset DJ Lalama's Manitoba Bisons in week one. And then this past weekend um, on Friday night, they defeated Calgary, who's not really saying much this season. But nonetheless, Regina has started the season 2-0. And I think nobody expected that, not only in the Canada West Conference, but across the country. You look at that preseason Canada West coaches poll. Regina was favored to finish last in the conference. No one was expecting anything from this team this year. So... I think, like, everybody owes Regina an apology. But I'm going to leave them at number 7 because I think, listen, they're still on their their high right now. They're 2-0. They're undefeated. The reality is this, though. They face Saskatchewan next week, and that's going to be the litmus test for how real this team is going to be. Win, lose, or draw. We're going to find out how serious Regina actually is next week when they face Saskatchewan. So I got Regina still settled in at number 7. But at number 8, though, That's where this list takes a drastic turn, because I'm going to be real with you. For me, numbers 8 through 10 do not resemble anything that you've seen over the last couple of weeks. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to name this team off the jump. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start listing their accolades, give you a chance to guess, and then we'll have a quick conversation afterwards. All right, here we go. So this team is currently ranked one and one, but they could easily be two and oh, they lost their first game on a last second field goal. They won their second game against a nationally ranked opponent. They currently have a passing defense that is ranked 10th in the nation allowing only 183 yards per game they have a rushing defense that is currently ranked 13th in the nation allowing only 136 yards per game and they have a rushing attack that is ranked third in the country producing 239.5 yards per game can you guess who this team is i'm gonna give you two seconds if you guess the windsor lancers you're correct and yes i'm gonna be real with you i'm impressed Uh, with what I see from the Windsor Lancers. J.P. Sucelli has done an amazing job of building out this roster. They brought in some talented American players. They brought in some talented veteran transfers from across the country. And they're trying to do their thing, right? They have a solid defense that I think can bang with any offense in the OUA outside of maybe Western, okay? And then they have an offense that they're trying to build on the fly, okay? And it's working, it's working. I'm looking at running back Joey Zorn, who's a rookie, okay? He's averaging 157 yards per game. That first in the country he has a total of 314 rushing yards this season that is second in the country all right so listen i said it a couple weeks ago this team has a fathomable a functionable defense if they can get it together on offense and find some type of rhythm which they're slowly starting to do there isn't a team in the oua outside of western that the windsor lancers can't bang with and so for me this week the windsor lancers belong on a top 10 I actually thought they belonged on the top 10 last week. I voted for them last week and I think they belong on the top 10 this week. So for me, the Windsor Lancers come in at number eight on this week's top 10 at number nine this week. I voted for a team that has not been on the top 10 yet this year. And that team is the Ottawa GGs. And I'm gonna tell you why this team has had a solid three week stretch to start their season in week one. They went to Windsor and defeated a very good Lancers team. All right. In week two, They lost to a top five Queen's Gales, but they gave them a run for their money. And in week three, they went on the road to Hamilton and defeated a very motivated McMaster Marauders team that was not looking to fall to 0-3. That is a legendary three-week stretch for this program. I'm also looking at J.P. Simakenda, who's third in the country in rushing yards right now. And listen, J.P. Simakenda, when he first decided to go back home to Ottawa last season... I don't think he lived up to the hype last season, went to the CFL combine, did his thing, got picked up, came back for another year. He's living up to the hype right now. This is the JP Kenda that we expected when we found out he was going back home to Ottawa to play out the rest of his university career. This is the this is the running back we expected. So I like what I'm seeing from JP Simicanda. And I'm looking at this defense. This defense is solid. They're only allowing 18.7 points per game right now. That's 10th in the nation. They're only allowing 180 passing yards per game right now. That's ninth in the nation. And that secondary is solid. They have four interceptions right now, which is fourth in the country. This is a good football team. This is a good football team. And I think they're going to be one of the teams that are challenging for that two or three spot in the OUA. And listen, who knows what could happen? This team, you could even see this team appear in the 8th Cup. All right, so I'm looking at Ottawa right now and I'm giving them the number nine spot this week on my top 10 list. That's what I submitted for my votes. Ottawa at number nine. And here we go. For my final vote this week, I gave it to the Waterloo Warriors. Anytime you find yourself at number 10 on the top 10, the reality is there's a question mark surrounding your team, whether it be offensively or defensively, there's something there that keeps you on the brink. Okay. the question mark with this team is not with their offense. I like what I see from Nolan Caban. The brother is leading the country right now or tied for second. My bad tied for second in the country in passing touchdowns with seven. I like what I see from receiver James Basiliga. The brother is leading the country right now in touchdown uh, receptions with five. I like what I see from their run game. The question mark is with their defense, all right? They faced Guelph on Saturday. Guelph this season has been known notoriously for having quarterback issues. But against the Waterloo Warriors, quarterback Jake Helfrich Through for over 370 passing yards and three touchdowns. The brother looked like Will Finch reincarnated against the Waterloo defense on Saturday. That's the question mark with the Warriors. And that's always been the question mark dating back to when this whole Trey Ford era started back in 2017, right? The question mark has always been their defense. And it's, listen, it's confusing because. They have great individual players on defense they've always had great individual players on defense so I don't know what the issue is but all I'm gonna say I'm all I'm gonna say is this the question mark with the waterloo warriors right now is their defense all right and that's why this team for the last you know five years has always gone 500 never been able to have a true winning season okay so I'm looking at this defense I'm saying defense needs to step it up if they lose their next game don't be surprised if they drop out of the top 10. They might even drop out of the top 10 this week. Who knows? Okay. Uh, but for me this week, I got the Waterloo Warriors at number 10. Their offense is solid. I like the direction their offense is going in. Their defense needs to step it up. They got the individual stars, but they need to bring it together on the field. So I got Waterloo at 10. And there you have it. Those were my top 10 votes for this week. Uh, Before we sign off, just some notable omissions from my list. Up first, I got UBC. I think them being on the top 10 last week was a little bit premature. I think they're going to have a great season. I think they could still possibly make it to the Hardy Cup, but I think it was a little bit too early to put them on the top 10. And it was just a setup. Like, you know, they're on the top 10, and then they're going into a week where they're facing Saskatchewan. Just a little bit too early. Uh, But I think they're going to have a great season, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them come back on the list later on at some point uh, down the line within the season. Number two, I got Mount Allison. Now, Allison, all I'm going to say is this. be St. FX and you're on my top 10. That's all I'm going to say. Number three, I got Laurier. Laurier might actually be on the list this week. And if they're not on the list this week, if they pick up a win next week, I see them getting back on the list. I need to see a little bit from them personally, like a little bit more from them. But I think realistically, they have the talent to be a top 10 team in the nation. For me, it's just about picking up one more win. If I can see that one more win from them, a decisive win as well, then you know what? I think they're a top 10 team in the country. Number four, I got UFT. Oh, my gosh. Listen, y'all broke my heart this past week. And I was there, Varsity Stadium. I saw it all. I saw it all go down. Y'all made that fourth quarter comeback. I seen Adam Williams hurdle a man. I see Kinzel Phillip running all over the field. Y'all came close, all right? If y'all had won that game, I think y'all would have been a top 10 team in the country. But y'all didn't win the game, so I can't give you a vote this week. And I'm not sure about other people on the on the voting committee, but I can't give you a vote this week coming off a loss. Um, so UFT not on my top ten this week, but listen, they got Windsor next week. Uh, they got York down the line, and they got McMaster down the line. So there is a possibility that we can see UFT on the top ten this season, uh, based on how things swing in their favor. And then last on my list of omissions, I got the Carlton Ravens. They're they're coming off a, a loss to UFT in week two, and then they bounced back with a big win over York this past weekend. But listen, it's a win against York, so I can't really count it uh, for. Something to get you back on the top 10. I need to see more. Okay, so I'm looking at Corey Grant. I'm looking at Carlton. I'm saying I need to see a little bit more and you got my top 10 vote. And that's a wrap. If you made it through today's episode, I got to say big ups to you. We dared to be different today. And I hope you enjoyed a behind the scenes look into the mind of a U Sports top 10 voter. Before I sign off for all things U sports football related or all things U sports related in general, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Persevere underscore. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Persevere underscore. And make sure you hit us up on TikTok at Persevere. Yes, we have a TikTok page. Show us some love. We're growing pretty fast. Um, And this podcast is also available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, even on YouTube. This is Deshaun Stevens signing off for another week of the Take It or Leave It podcast. Peace and blessings always.